Greetings everyone on this Easter day. Just a few words of announcement before our service today. Mostly to thank a few people that have been very important in helping us put together this Easter service. First, we'd like to thank Luann Alleman for playing the organ for all of the music that you've heard throughout Holy Week. We'd like to thank Marcus Pitts for coming in and playing trumpet so we'd have trumpet on our online celebration of Easter this year. I wanna thank my wife, Jamie, and my girls, uh, Bernice Bergseth and Charles Bork for coming in and helping sing on our hymns. I wanna thank the Handbell Choir uh, for coming in and performing a song that we could also place in our service this day. I also wanna thank Marge Hafner for all her work in making sure the Easter lilies were here for us to celebrate this year. Finally, I just want to thank everybody for bearing with us throughout this time. And I still ask that if you have any particular needs we're not meeting, that you would reach out to myself or to one of the elders with those needs that you might have. Again, you can, if you would like to, continue to give your offering by simply placing your offering envelope into a regular envelope and sending in that in the mail to the church. Uh, finally, I just ask you to continue to check Facebook and the website where you'll find all the announcements we put out about various activities. As we get past Easter here, there'll be a few things that we'll try to sort of start up, but they'll be in altered forms, probably online, most of them at least. Uh, and so you'll want to be looking there if you're involved in those things that we could do online, like Bible study. Uh, please look there and you'll find more details about that in the days uh, that come during this week after Easter. God's peace to you this day. We rejoice now to celebrate our Lord's resurrection. Alleluia. Amen. He is risen. Hallelujah. He has risen indeed. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all of our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The introit from Exodus 15. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power, Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain, the place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, Comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen.
The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. O God, for our redemption, you gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of the enemy. Grant that all our sin may be drowned through daily repentance and that day by day we may arise to live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading for this Easter Sunday comes to us from the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, beginning in the 34th verse. Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all, you yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God appointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gradual Christ has risen from the dead. God the Father has crowned him with glory and honor. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. He has put all things under his feet. Our epistle reading comes to us from Colossians chapter 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Alleluia verse. Alleluia! Christ Jesus abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 28th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, 
as he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The text that calls for our attention on this Lord's Day is our epistle reading for today from Colossians chapter 3, and especially these words. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me ask you a question. What are you wearing right now? What are you wearing while you watch this sermon? Are you wearing those old, comfortable, frumpy clothes that perhaps you went to bed in the night before? Or did you decide that since it was Easter Sunday, you would still get up and get ready and maybe even put on what you would have worn had you came into the Lord's house? What are you wearing right now? I'll tell you a little bit later why I'm asking you that question. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about Holy Week. And I want to talk to you about what Easter is meant to teach us. Oh, there are many things that Easter is meant to teach us, but today I want to focus in on Easter's connection to baptism. For we can say that if Monday Thursday is about the Lord's Supper, Easter Sunday is about baptism. Oh, the connection might not be quite as clear in the latter case as it is in the former. It's not as if we have a story that says that Jesus, after rising from the tomb, went out and baptized a bunch of people. So why do I say that Easter is all about baptism? Well, because Easter is about receiving new life. And God tells us that baptism is where sinners receive new life. That is where what Jesus did during Holy Week becomes one's own possession. That which happened to Jesus, Good Friday through Easter Sunday, happened to you on the day when you came and were baptized. You died and you were raised up to new life. Listen to the words of our text for today, for there the Holy Spirit through Paul writes, If then you have been raised up with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. He says later, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Yes, he says that you have both died and that you have been raised up in your baptism. I will admit that I can't prove it historically, but I have a theory that the tradition of getting all dressed up for Easter Sunday is not just about Easter Sunday being the grandest celebration of the church, though it's that as well, but that it is also about Easter's connection to baptism. Indeed, if we read just the few verses that we had in our reading from Colossians today, we might miss this point, but today I wish to tell you what comes in the verses right after that. In the verses we read, we are simply told to set our mind on things above. And that seems rather abstract. You might even ask, what does that mean on a day-to-day -day basis? Are we to be so dreamy-eyed to the skies that we don't even know what's going on in the world? Well, you don't have to wonder about what it means for the Holy Spirit instructed Paul to tell us what it means to set our minds on things above. He did it in those verses that followed where we read today. 
And he says it's not just about sitting around and dreaming about heaven and ignoring whatever is going on on the ground. He says that it's actually about putting on our best clothes. That is how we are to set our mind on things above. Paul really says that setting our mind on things above means two things practically for our lives. First, he says we're to take off everything that is earthly within us. He says that we're to take off sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness. He says that we must put away anger and wrath and malice and slander and obscene talk. He tells us that we must strip off all deception. We're not to wear those things any longer. In the early church, we know that it was the tradition, at least in some places, that the one being baptized would strip off all of their old clothing before going into the water. They would remove their clothing, and then they would go into the water to be baptized. And while that practice seems rather odd to us, it was a powerful visual reminder of what baptism actually did for the one being baptized. Baptism, indeed, washed off all of those filthy clothes. It meant having all of those old earthly things removed. It meant being free from them. But setting our minds on the things above does not end with simply taking off the earthly things we have worn. Paul says also that we are then to put on the heavenly things that God has given us to wear freely through his son Jesus. We are to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. We are to wear forgiveness in our dealings with one another. We are to put on the cloak of love in everything we do. We put on these things as we teach and admonish one another with the word, as we sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and as we give thanks. In the early church, those being baptized would go down into the water and be baptized. But then when they came up out of the water, they would be given a new white robe to wear to remind them that Christ had given them new clothes. Yes, we still have a hint of this when we dress up a baby in a white gown or even when we have an adult who wears white to be baptized. While we don't often think about it, Perhaps every time we get dressed up for Easter, we are reenacting what happened to us in our baptism. I mean, let's be honest, Easter is a time when we tend to put a little more thought into what we might wear, even if we're people that normally dress up for church anyways. Ladies that all too often don't wear dresses might very well go out to the store and buy one for the occasion. The men of the congregation might decide it's time to finally put on that nice shirt and slacks. Who knows, maybe even put on a suit jacket. The bottle of perfume or cologne, it might come out and be applied. I'm not saying we do this because we usually think, oh, I'm enacting what happened at my baptism. No, I'm not saying that we consciously do it because we remember that the Holy Spirit has told us that we are to put on new heavenly clothes given to us by Jesus. But perhaps we should. Today, of course, as I mentioned, our Easter service is only available online. And that means that each one of you had the choice 
about whether to watch this Easter service in your frumpy old clothes or if you actually decided to get up and put on your Easter duds. Maybe even splash on a little bit of the smelly stuff. But when it comes to what Easter is really about for all of us, the Spirit says through Paul that we have no choice what we are to wear. If we have been baptized into Christ, we cannot go on just continuing in sin. We can't wear our old, frumpy, earthly clothes. We have to take them off. But how do we do that? Well, certainly not just with the force of our will do we stop doing them. No, instead, we take them off by repenting of them. We tell God that we are sick and tired of wearing those old, tattered rags and that we want new clothes. And when we say this to God, God, because of Jesus' work, gives us new clothes. Then we get to put them on and wear them. That's not bad news even for a minute. The clothes he gives us to wear are far better than those old ones we were wearing otherwise. Yes, we should be just as tickled as a young girl wearing that perfect Easter dress that her mom let her buy. God is giving you new life to wear. He's giving it that you might wear it right now, and he's going to let you wear it for all eternity with him in a new heaven and a new earth. You know, Jesus spoke about his passion as a baptism as well. And I don't know that I ever really thought about it before this week, about how he, too, during that week, left behind one set of clothes for another during Holy Week. Think about it. We are told that our Lord was stripped of his clothes as he was being readied for the cross. Jesus died in that shame, but then he was raised up. He was raised up and he was given new clothes to wear. I'll admit, the Bible doesn't say what Christ was wearing after the resurrection, but every picture I've ever seen, he's wearing a beautiful white robe. I hope you get it. What happened to Jesus on Good Friday through Easter Sunday happened to you on the day of your baptism. So if you look at your life today and you know that you've been wearing your old earthly clothes way too often just because they're so comfortable, take them off today. Take them off in repentance. Continue not in sin. Leave them with Jesus forever, for he will get rid of them for you. That is why he died. And when he gets rid of them, in that same moment, he will give you new clothes to wear. Put them on. Wear them. It is why he rose. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You have been raised up with Christ, and therefore... You should seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. For when Christ, who is your life, appears, and all the signs are it could be soon, then you will also appear with him in glory. If Monday Thursday is about the Lord's Supper, then Easter Sunday is about baptism. I hope that connection is much clearer in your minds now. Easter Sunday is the conclusion of the baptism Jesus underwent for you. And Easter is the reminder for you of the life that is yours now through baptism. You are dead, but you have been raised up with Christ. Hallelujah.
put on those new clothes. Wear them proudly, for Jesus has given them to you as a gift. Alleluia and Amen. Rejoicing in the resurrection of our Lord and sharing his peace, let us pray to the Lord on behalf of ourselves and all people as they have need. O risen Savior, set free our tongues to confess your resurrection before a world still captive to sin and death. Give us courage to go to every place and to speak in every language the salvation won for us upon the cross and the hope granted to us of a life that death cannot overcome. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, make us burn with the fire of your love, that we may love you above all things and love our neighbors as ourselves. Deliver us from fear and relieve the anxiety of our hearts, that we may live out fully the hope planted within us and the new lives we have received in the waters of our baptism. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. O risen Savior, anoint the words of those who preach to us your gospel and open our ears to hear with faith all that he has done to save us. Raise up many who will serve you in the various callings of your church, who will serve us in your name with your word and your gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, hear us on behalf of our president, our governor, the Congress of the United States, and all state and local officials. Guide them according to your word, that their labors for our nation's health and welfare may not be in vain, nor be forgetful of the vulnerable, the aging, or the unemployed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, hear us on behalf of those who cry out to you in any need, especially the sick and the suffering, including those who are enduring cancer and its treatments, like Pamela Berge, Peggy Harris, Larry Alm, Tom Kosky, and Elaine Stieg, and those also who continue to recover after illness, like Bev Newham. The disabled we pray for as well, the wounded in spirit, those who suffer mental illness, and those who are in their last days on earth. Give them grace according to their need, and sustain them in their afflictions until the day when their sufferings will be ex exchanged for glory in the life to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
O risen Savior, you desire not the death of sinners, but rather that we would turn from our wickedness and live. Graciously behold your people who plead to you that you might spare us from this time of fear and isolation. Withdraw the scourge of your wrath and be moved in mercy to turn away this current pestilence from us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O risen Savior, you alone can give hope to those who mourn. Watch over the family of Cindy Gus, and let this truth that we celebrate on this day be ready comfort for them in the days to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. All praise to you, dear Father in heaven, for you have opened up to us the way to eternal life in the resurrection of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We give you thanks for all those who have gone before us in the faith and now rest from their labors. Keep us in that same faith and embolden us by your resurrection to be fearless in the face of disease, chaos, loneliness, and every other sorrow of this world. Give us the solemn expectation to cheer us that our Redeemer lives, and that we too shall be resurrected and glorified to live with him in his eternal kingdom. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our resurrected Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.